The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Agile Brand. Welcome to Season 6 of The Agile Brand, where we discuss marketing technology and customer experience, trends, insights, and ideas with enterprise and technology platform leaders. We focus on the people, processes, data, and platforms that make brands successful, scalable, customer-focused, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advising Fortune 1000 brands on MarTech, marketing operations, and CX, best-selling author and speaker. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. Make sure to follow this podcast to get the latest episodes and go to my website at gregkillstrom.com to sign up for my newsletter and find my latest books. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you know about my internationally best-selling book, House of the Customer. In it, I walk through practical steps on how brands can build the one-to-one, personalized, omni-channel customer experience we talk about on this show and discuss ways to make incremental steps toward this goal. Don't just take my word for it. Destination CRM called it required reading, and I'm sure you'll agree. You can find House of the Customer on Amazon or learn more on my website, gregkillstrom.com. Now let's get on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of great data in digital advertising and how brands can maximize business impact by utilizing it correctly. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Gria Pitigoy aaron SVP Product at the Trade Desk. Gria, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, why don't we get started with you giving a little background on yourself, your role at the Trade Desk, and maybe for those a little less familiar with um, what the Trade Desk does, just a, a brief explanation of, of what it is. Sure, yeah. So a uh, brief background on me. By training, I am uh, come from a computer science schooling, computer science background, and uh, I've been the advertising space for oh almost nine years now at the at the trade desk before then I was at Microsoft generally went towards very sort of technical areas and technical problems though now at the trade desk I run the the whole product team and that is uh, globally and that includes our, our user experience all the way to the backend infrastructure and just help guide uh, what we do next with 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 the trade desk from a product perspective Great, great, perfect. Well, um, so we're going to talk about a few things here, and you know, all, all centered around uh, the importance of of great data in in advertising. Um, so let's let's start with you know highlighting that that importance of of, of data. So um, starting with how data centered digital advertising strategies based on good data help advertisers identify the right channels, the right time, the right vehicles to engage key key consumers ultimately leading to better outcomes. So, you know, if all of this is driven by good data, you know, what do we mean by good data? Um, and, you know, how do organizations know if they have it? And, you know, why, why does it make such a big difference here? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great question. So 
I'll just say at the, at the outset, right? In a nutshell, good data is really data that helps advertisers achieve their goals. That's what like that's what it yeah. is. Now that data, I think, is is critical at every stage of a of a campaign life cycle. So so that can be all the way from from targeting, from insights, all the way to how money is spent, all the way to how things are measured, and so. So that's sort of, again good good data in a nutshell. But I'd also say that the the reason that it makes a big difference is, let's imagine you're trying to reach an audience that you know will buy your product. So being able to hone in on who those people are can make all the difference in how you effectively spend this budget and how it can be better for the consumers. So for example, I'm not in the market for an engagement ring, right? So no matter how much you advertise to me, I'm just not going to buy an engagement ring. Like I'm already married. I don't need that. And so you would waste that money on me. So good data would help you to better hone in on who that, who your particular target audience is. You know, the other part that I'll say is it's not just about reaching that audience, but also about measuring accurately what happened. There's this, uh, there's this quote, no idea who came up with it, but, but people will say, hey, you can't improve what you can't measure, right? And so I think that's really true in advertising as well. And so being able to measure and measure well makes a really big difference to that overall campaign performance and overall spending of your budgets really, really well. Of course, a lot more to be said here, but maybe I'll just, I'll pause there and and, uh, and get your get your next thoughts here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that quotes from Peter Drucker, I might, I might be wrong with that. But yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of good quotes from from that guy. But yeah, let's so let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, totally agree with, you know, it's you, you've got to you've got to be targeting the right person with the right, with the right thing, you know, as mm-hmm. as great as your creative may be, you know, you, you've got to be hitting the right person at the right time. What are some of the most prevalent challenges that prevent brands from having that good data. So they are showing the right thing to the right person. Yeah. I, so I think there are, there are many, there are many challenges. Uh, yeah. There are macro challenges, right? So if you look at the advertising environment and regu- regulatory pressure that's being applied right now, it's increasing you know, more than ever. So what, what this has led to is Google working towards cookie deprecation, for example, Apple has already removed Signal. And so what this does is it leaves brands and advertisers and publishers in a place where they need to take control of their own destiny when it comes to key data, when it comes to data. And so I'd say like that is a, that's a really big challenge to overcome. And so the way to do that is I'd say every advertiser has to have an identity strategy and every publisher has to have an identity and authentication strategy. So this is the way to move forward. This is the way to think about uh, what's necessary. And I'd say it's the biggest mindset mindset shift that needs to happen in advertising right now. Um, And and then along with that, like there's a lot of things that, that, that there are a lot of other challenges to overcome. But I would just say in terms of what brands can do now, and and how to sort of how to work through some of these challenge through the, some of these challenges, I'd say number one, don't settle like don't settle for non data driven advertising. Okay. That's like going shopping blindfolded and hoping you're gonna make a great meal that night. Okay, like it's just not gonna help you. Don't settle for non data driven advertising. I would then say, invest in data and identity solutions for first party data. 
This kind of data will help brands, will help you make the best use of what you've collected through a direct relationship to, with the consumer. Really, really important. I would also say that when you're looking at sort of what kind of data you want, what kind of data you're collecting, the ability for that data to be deterministic, the ability for it to be transparent, to, to know how it was collected with the right consent, all of that is really key and part of your strategy of how you gather data that you can then leverage to use in your advertising campaigns. And then lastly, I understand and I get that not everybody will have first party data and not everybody will be able to collect that. But here is an opportunity for you to be holistic. So for example, let's say an insurance company, they might use Home Depot data to find new home buyers as their potential customers. So then in this case, you could use retail data even if you don't sell things at Home Depot, but you're still using retail data to point you towards those customers that you're really interested in. So, so you need to be thinking about consumer experiences and signals, not just your sales channels. You might even need to be thinking outside of the box in some of these cases. Yeah, and to kind of to dive a little deeper in that, then so you know you mentioned mentioned the the mindset shift and, and completely agree. I mean the the whole first party data strategy just you know as kind of a broad umbrella term for for a lot of a lot of this stuff. Definitely, uh, you know some some companies are a little further ahead than others. Some that have not been direct to consumer, for instance, for for many many years are now they're really just kind of starting from scratch, right? But mm -hmm. You know, so there obviously there's a wide variation between you know again those that have been doing this for for years still need to improve and and those that haven't. But you know, given given that gap, how should how should organizations look at? I guess you know where where do they start with investments in in first party data if that really hasn't been a priority? I I think I think understanding uh, again just coming back to like that that strategy right like what is your identity strategy what is your yeah. uh, authentication strategy where that applies I think you can look at uh, some industry solutions that are out there for example the the trade has, has come forward a couple of years ago now in you know in getting ready for this with our UID two solution this is the ability to have authenticated data consented transparent safe open source and the ability for you to be able to uh, start gathering those IDs and start leveraging those for your various strategies. So there are solutions out there. So definitely get not, not just get smart and have those uh, sort of start those investments, but in many cases, like the solutions are there already. And so it's time to start implementing. If, if you haven't already, it's time to start. And so, you know, companies like, like the Trade Desk are certainly here to, you know, to help and, and come alongside with those sort of strategic conversations, which then lead to implementation that need to happen. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a maybe a real life example of of this data driven success that we're that we're kind of touching on? Maybe maybe a story that demonstrates how relevant ads are delivered to target audiences effectively? I do. I have I have one. Uh, I have one prepared, which is kind of a, which is nice. a fun one. Oh. Uh, so Wells Food Food Service. This is the world's largest family-owned ice cream and frozen treat maker. So think, you know, ice cream, yummy treats. Uh, so they were looking for ways to use their digital marketing dollars to drive sales for their ice cream brand, Halo Top. That's what what the brand was called. So they wanted to reach consumers at different stages on their paths to purchase with an efficient and effective media plan. 
most of their sales happen in stores, okay? Because, you know, nobody likes melted ice cream, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where the sales happen. So they really needed to understand how their media investment was contributing to those sales, right? And in particular, their return on ad spend. So that's what they're trying to do. The solution they came up with is they turned to their agency, Gale, to activate this an omni-channel campaign for the for Halo Top across display, mobile, online video, audio, digital home, and connected TV. As a side note, by the way, in, in your strategies, it's so important to be thinking across all channels. So important to be thinking omni-channel, yeah. like Wells Food Service was doing. So they use Trade Desk's retail data solutions for audience targeting and sales measurement from Kroger. Uh, and the result that it drove is their campaigns delivered results that exceeded their expectations. They generated 470% ROAS, so return on ad spend, for their omnichannel campaign that targeted those Kroger audiences on our platform. So this was huge, right? Like 470% return ad spend increase which then they, they could use that money to leverage into more advertising and more sales. So, so the key in this study, right, was omni-channel strategy, Kroger data, right, retail data, and being able to then, you know, leverage that in, uh, you know, in a platform that, that put all that to work. So, you know, a really cool case study, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, 470% of anything is, is pretty good. So, yeah, but yeah, Ro, Roaz, absolutely. No, that's, that's yeah, great, great example there. Um, and, and good ice cream for what it's worth. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Partner Hero. Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com slash agile, that's partnerhero.com slash A-G-I-L-E to book a free consultation with their solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Before we get back to the show, I just wanted to remind you to hit the follow or subscribe button on your app to make sure you get notified when new episodes of the show are available. Now let's get back to the show. So last, last main topic I wanted to talk about is maybe a little broader about the ad tech and, and the MarTech space. And you know, some of your experience, you've been doing product design and development for a number of years now. Um, you know, you have a couple decades of, of experience in this, and you know, quite a bit of it, as you mentioned, in, in the MarTech and ad tech part of the technology business. You know, how do you, you know, having having worked in a, in a few different spaces, a few different companies, you know, how do you keep and maintain a focus on innovation? Yeah, I think, uh, again, just really, really good question and good pivot for us. So I think one key starting point is to stay rooted in the why, like, why are we doing what we're doing and the vision of our products? So, so I say that because it's not just our products, not just one that has strong adoption, or is exactly what the customer is asking for. Strong adoption is a big part of it, but sometimes, but and many times great products 
they not only garnered great adoption, but they moved the industry forward. And so, so when, 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 we, when we stay rooted in the why, we're constantly thinking, how do we move the industry forward? How do we continue to enable sort of data-driven advertising transparency, those kinds of things, which has led to really great solutions over the years are, you know, in, in identity and supply path in a platform that, that leverages data deeply and, uh, and increases transparency. <laughs> this is, uh, my sick, I think I'm going to hit my quota for quotes, but I'm going I'm to do one more quote. Okay. And that's it. Uh, no more quotes, but, uh, but, but this one, Henry Ford, right. He was like, Hey, if I had to ask people what they wanted, they'd have said faster horses, right? This right. is like a really famous quote. But I was actually speaking to, to someone about this. What this gentleman was saying is that, look, in that quote, people often focus on the horse, right? You talk, well, I would have done a you know, faster horse. But what we should be focusing on is the word faster, right? So people asking for something faster, we seem to focus on the horse. But if you focus on the faster, then you come up with these great solutions, right? You come up with a car and so on and so forth. Similar in advertising and how we listen to our clients, we focus on the need. And, and, and really think way outside the box, like what does that mean for the product that we built? And it's not necessarily the thing that's being asked for, it's the sort of the verb there, right? It's the faster part uh, yeah. as it applies to, uh, to innovation. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I've never, never heard that, that focus on that. That's, that's great. As with, you know, many other trends that have shaped themselves over the last several years, uh, consumer data privacy, Certainly one of those you touched on the the Google cookie deprecation, but you know we've been through GDPR in the in the EU. Yep. You know California followed a little bit after that, and now you know now we're seeing in the United States alone, you know various states are are enacting their own privacy regulations as well as you know many places around the world. You know what, what's your perspective on you know how impactful these these consumer data privacy changes are, and you know what what does it really kind of point to in 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 the areas that you work? I think uh, I think they have been impactful and they will be impactful, and it's pointing to innovation. It's pointing to better solutions, which uh, which I think which I think is great. I think that focus on all right, what do we do in this updated world? that helps us to solve for consumer choice, helps us solve for privacy, and still gives us effective advertising. Those things are really good things. Consumer choice is a great thing. Privacy, a great thing. Effective advertising, great things. Uh, and so what, what we're seeing, right, is that advertisers are relying on first-party data a lot more, uh, and they use that to build trust with consumers and also adhere to privacy regulations that emphasize that consent uh, and that control over their data. I've also seen, and I mentioned this earlier, but but I think it is worth uh, worth repeating here that there's a open source solution out there, for example, uh, that you know Trade this came up with, but it is an industry solution which is Unified ID 2.0, and that solves that challenge for consumers, advertisers, and publishers. We leverage encrypted email and phone number data to provide that privacy conscious, secure, and accurate identity standard for the entire digital advertising ecosystem. So this, this helps to not only protect that consumer privacy, but it also upholds the, that value exchange between free content on the internet and relevant advertising. I think so much explanation needs to continue to happen around, you know, the internet is supported by, by relevant advertising, right? And, and if it's not relevant, then what publishers have to do is they have to 
often just provide a worse customer experience, more ads, more non-relevant ads. You know, it just leads into a bad place for all the players in the ecosystem. So now leveraging something like UID2 and, and UID2 is interoperable with other, you know, with other IDs that, that follow similar principles. This is now a scaled solution and it's, it's, you know, it's been rolling out as of a couple of years ago. So there's great adoption, great solution to leverage as a part of your identity strategy. So uh, just to summarize this one, yeah, lots of implications you know, from that, that have happened as a result of GDPR and what Google's doing, what Apple has done. But I think the industry has come and has met the challenge with solutions such as UID2 and others. So it's a, it's a really exciting time because we can, you know, we can make it better for everyone, including the, the consumer, which, uh, which I think is a really huge win. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I love the, uh, let's call it an, the optimistic perspective that data privacy, you know, some of these constraints are actually making things better and more relevant versus, um, you know, kind of an eye roll and, okay, well, if we must do this, then then I guess we will. But like, I, I love your perspective on this is actually improving not only for consumers, it's improving their, you know, it's it's increasing their privacy, but it's actually helping brands have a more meaningful targeting and, you know, reaching the right, the right people, which is what it's all about. Right. So, yeah, I I love that. So one, one more topic here, you know, um, we, it's 2023. So we're going to talk a little bit about AI. Um, Surprise, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Um, actually, I guess it'll be 2024 when the show airs, but you know, still same, same thing. Um, you know, it's contrary to what one might believe if they were, away for for many many years um ai did not just show up in in late 2022 <laughs> with chat gpt you know obviously it's it's been around for a very long time in in some forms but you know i it there's a lot of hype these days there's a lot of different applications there's many types of, of ai i think the generative ai is getting a lot of the the oxygen in the in the room so to speak but there's a lot mm-hmm. of different um types of ai you know is is the hype a good thing, a bad thing for the industry. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I think I think it's a great thing for the industry. I think technology in general is is a great thing, right? And 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 AI, I think is a really good thing. I would also I just want to add like the that that relationship between AI and human. I think it's symbiotic. It can and should coexist. So so AI, I think, is going to adopt some functions that maybe humans have historically owned. I mean, yeah. back in the day, there were no calculators, right? And then we, we introduced a calculator, which made humans a lot more productive in, you know, doing some 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 of, some of that math, right? The calculator does for us. Like, it didn't make us worse; it made us better. And I think similarly with AI, like this sort of innovation focus, if you will, on AI is going to give advertisers a lot more freedom to focus on these higher level responsibilities that will drive their business goals. And it'll free them for some, from some tedious tasks like shuffling spend or doing all the all the bid adjustments, all the, you know, how, how, do, how should the price go up and down. At the trade this, though, the way we look at, uh, at this relationship, again, is very much the human will have things like hypotheses and the machine will test those. The machine will run with those. The human will provide inputs. The AI will take those inputs and, and go from there and add and add sort of machine learning and add other pieces to it to, to, to provide a holistic campaign. So it's very much a addition. It's not a taking over. And I think it's going to lead to some really great, uh, some really great results overall. Even in our UI, we go through great lengths to say and to show, hey, who's in control here? Is it the human that's now driving these decisions? 
decisions? Is it the AI? Is it a combination? What like what does that look like? So we we try very hard, and 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 I think we succeed in showing sort of just that relationship between human and, and AI and maximizing both. And that's that's one of, that's a few of the reasons why I think this is a really exciting time uh, in technology and in our industry in particular. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. So you know, in general, you know, whether whether it's specific to AI or or other things, you know, what what should buyers of ad tech and martech be keeping an eye out for, you know, from the perspective of somebody on the inside? Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hard to sort of narrow down to, to <laughs> sure. a couple of things, but, but I will say, look, if you're not activating on connected TV, you should do that because video is remains one of the most effective ways for brands to influence hearts and minds of consumers. There's great data that can be leveraged on that channel, uh, which is which is awesome. I would also though say, you know, don't stop there. I think you have to leverage what happens on, on connected TV into other channels, such as display, mobile, uh, sort of back to that case study we were talking about, right? There's sort of this omni-channel approach to how you're uh, to how you're spending your advertising dollars. So you can leverage each channel's strength as the consumer moves through, you know, through the funnel to eventually, you know, going and buying your product. But you can you can provide a really great holistic experience. Through you know by leveraging data through every you know through every channel, and and so I think that can uh, I think that's a really that's a really big piece to keep an eye out for a really big part to be uh, to be considering as you're spending advertising dollars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Gria, thanks so much for joining the show. One last question before we wrap up here. So you've given a lot of great advice and insights already. Um, but you know, what's, what's one next best action you'd recommend for those listening who want to make sure they're, you know, they're, they're getting that row as, you know, making sure they're using uh, data most effectively in their advertising. Yeah, I will, I will highlight some of the things I've, I've said already, which is sure. if you're on the brand side, you really need an identity strategy. If you're on the publisher side, you need authentication and identity strategy, and then you need to leverage that data in a platform like the Trade Desk, where you can put it to work across multiple channels with these tools that will bring the power of your data at your fingertips, helping you create hypotheses while at the same time also leveraging AI to help in the background to drive the best ROAS. I'd say in a nutshell, do that. And, and I think I think you're 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 well on the way to some really great results. Wonderful. Great advice. Well, again, I'd like to thank Gria Pitigoy aaron SVP product at the Trade Desk for joining the show. You can learn more about Gria and the Trade Desk by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. While you're there, check out my series of best-selling Agile brand guides covering a wide variety of marketing technology topics, or you can search for Greg Kilstrom on Amazon. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile. The Agile Brand.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.